Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Deranged Penguin Podcast. Welcome we'll to back. it. Coming at ya. You know, I'll tell you this one thing here: the Dell. And I gotta get my, I gotta get my fat guy pillow here. Dad <laughs> pillow, getting dad. You gotta hug the pillow. That's what's up. <laughs> uh, it's not only. It's something I've done my whole life. Yeah, I was gonna say that's not yeah. really new for you. Yeah, but now. Just do it like dad. I do it with grunting and stuff like. uh, Okay. Yeah, the noises. That's that's the dad thing. (laughs) So, um, I'll tell you what. Dell finally came through and he delivered that coffee, and the reviews are thanks for the coffee. (laughs) Yeah, I was a little, I was a little disappointed in that, Rudy. Come on. I got coffee. Yeah, sure did get the coffee you sent. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he hasn't. Did he confirm that he's tasted it, or did he just say Uh, it arrived? He said. Shout out to the Deep South Roaster. Tell Dell, so I said thank you and much appreciated. Also, is it Yanny or Laurel, Mississippi? <laughs> That's a good question. We're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> Sounds like so you, you don't like it yet. This is Laurel on the bag. What are you talking about? <laughs> are you joking? This is, <laughs> yeah, no, are you joking? Right now, it says roasted with pride in the deep south. I don't know what I- what is he saying. You don't get the joke. No, from, I don't get from it. like eight years ago. No. You remember Yanny when that or Laurel? What do you hear? Uh, that dress was like. Is the dress white uh, or blue? Oh, 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 and then yeah, yeah. It was he's been telling they jokes. Did the same thing with with the words. Laurel. Uh, <laughs> I get it now. I heard Yanny. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> I can force my help myself to hear. Hear both, I think. Lies. Yeah. Anyone who says they hear both is a liar. Superior <laughs> <laughs> your ear to lick. Uh so that so that's good. So Dell shipped it out. Uh Del Gina, did you get our our coffee? Did I get your coffee? Yeah, the the one Dell must have sent us because I, I didn't see no, it. No, it never arrived. I keep checking <laughs> for the package. Got lost in the mail. I I the heard mail there's sucks there's a days. shortage on drivers right now. It I might heard. be that yeah. the joy guy. He's just ruining. It. I don't know how I, don't know how I got all the way to, you know, where where does uh, our 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 faithful listener live in? The west side of the United States in Nevada. Yeah. Maybe that's where the over roaster there. came that's from. That's crazy. So but the things are line. crazy in Texas. You know, anything enters this state is. Yeah, I guess it's must Look, be some. I some gotta make sure I'm on my Governor game Abbott. before I send y'all coffee because I'm yeah. not ready to get roasted about my roasts. <laughs> you hear that, Rudy? You just fired that shit off. You didn't care. Here you go. I don't know if this is good or not. <laughs> I had a community roaster. I just let random people come in and push the button. So speaking yeah. of good coffee, Dell, did you do your homework? Did you have McDougal's coffee? What did was you my get homework? in oh, on I that? I haven't had Mc McDonald's coffee. Oh, no, I forgot. Oh my gosh! I'm what? sorry. You what? act like I'm you sorry. don't eat at McDonald's. I I intended to pick Are you some superior up and go or something to the coffee expo, the big international coffee expo that was at, and take. Carrying my McDonald's coffee cup. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey guys, how's it going? Have y'all tried this? How did that go, by the way? Was it good? Was it fun? It was great. It was way better than I expected. I was I was sick during it, like I had a sinus infection, so I was a little bit tired and out of it. It was a stressful weekend, but um but it was great. I came away feeling a lot more confident that I was doing the right thing and That's in my choices. Talking. Yeah, it might have been. Might have been. But <laughs> Came out with all this energy. I was just like yeah. hyped. 
Yeah. It's, it's called the caffeine. Uh, That's so, good. So um, I, I think another thing, well, I guess, should we pause and like talk about, I guess, politics? Do we care about politics anymore? We well, try not to. Last but time I talked about it, you guys were like, oh, don't tell me about the world. You know, I knew you were going to be annoying, so <laughs> I mean, I browsed CNN briefly, like, what's going on in the world? Congress raises the nation's debt limit. So yeah, cool. I, I did see that headline. What did I learn this week in the world of the news? I learned that you're not supposed to take baby aspirin anymore Sweet. for uh, heart attack prevention. That news just came Sweet. out today. I read that today. I mean, this again, again, not to sound like a crazy anti-vaxxer or something like that, but it just... You know, you live long enough, and everything that they told you to do is now bad for you. You know, yeah, I mean, they're like, you know, eat plenty of red meat, and they're like that causes heart disease, also kills the planet. And you're like, okay, I guess I won't do that no more. Much. And then I saw like somebody tweeting like an advertisement for like a lead paint <laughs> guy. Guys, I hope you use the the lead that I mine in the paint that you put in your walls. You know, and they're <laughs> like, ah, it turns out I don't do that anymore. Uh, here, try some Teflon. It's good. And they're like, oh, actually, that's, you know, it's going to mess up your brain and your pregnancy is going to die from that. Don't do that. Uh, You know, just pretty much whatever. Here, have some baby aspirin. Never mind. Don't do it because you could die. You bleed to death. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I guess the good news is that you die at the end, right? Like, you know, you don't have to keep listening to them. (laughs) Silver Linings Playbook. (laughs) Uh, What else did I learn? Um, Apparently, Bill Maher predicts the 2024 election is going to be awful and that everything that happened in 2020 was just a like previews of the remix. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I mean, I believe and it. People say he's probably uh, right. I believe it. Yeah. Like what's going to happen? Like Trump's going to run again and he's been spending this time in betwixt the two to put people in place who will support his next coup attempt and whether he you know wins or not he's he's gonna get the republican nomination again and then even if he loses the popular vote again he will say it's lies and this time he'll have people to back him up i think that and then the violence will ensue bigger and better than before (laughs) One one thing that's been consistent is like everybody's been underestimating the dude. Like he ain't really gonna do that. He ain't really gonna claim that he he won when he really lost. And you know all the way back to like he's not really gonna win. He's he doesn't really mean he's gonna ban. You know whoever it, he's he's gonna do it. So he's at least gonna attempt it. Right now he's still out there at like wherever he could find you know some spots. Your the local cafe you know uh, as you're walking down a city street, and he's there standing there like, uh, you know, I won. Can you believe that they, they're recounting the votes? They're going to arrest Biden today. So, you know, I, I think some people still believe in the guy, and they're going to use that and him and whatever re- is remaining of, of uh, I guess, that support, and then, you know, try it one more time. You know, I saw a 2024 tour bus for Trump. <laughs> like in Hattiesburg, I was driving to teach maybe this Lovely. week. And it said on the side, make America great again, again. <laughs> and I was like, that is not, that's the new, phrase. that's not really the new logo or the new, tr- <laughs> the new slogan. And then I read an article this week, like a few days later, after I'd already seen that, that was like, no, this, 
this is seriously Trump's new. Yeah. Yeah. Make, it's mega like that. Yeah. Again. Mega. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? How old is he though? I thought we he didn't like really have to worry 70s. about him making it to 2024. Uh, so the thing—that's the big question, the right? You consider is like with the Trumpism without Trump, right? That a lot of people, because politicians are, you know, very selfish. So a lot of what's happening is like a lot of guys are like, you know what? I'm like 36, 40. I got a lot more years left than this guy. What am I gonna do after he's gone? How am I gonna keep it going? What what lessons can be learned? from uh djt and then so they're just trying to steal that one maybe i could say outrageous things you know maybe maybe i just you know get in on the conspiracy theories whatever they're all applying it there's a lot of guys that are you know in the minor leagues i so envy them that so. i wish biden <laughs> would be more outrageous in the ways that we need him to be yeah i mean yeah i think that there's a lot you know, we we mentioned this last time there's a lot of people that voted cancel the student debt <laughs> excuse me that voted democrat that are looking and saying like what what the hell do we vote for over here right like politics is power and all this other stuff and then uh, i've also seen things where like um they're saying like the republican party is largely is like this outraged machine and you know like they are saying they're, they're, they're just kind of what everybody's used to them saying crazy stuff and the democrats don't and that there's a little bit you know, what this guy called it like uh dominance politics like you know slapping them in the face and then them not responding taking the higher road makes them look weaker just this that, and the other but and so they were kind of talking about chuck schumer um uh, like not taking full advantage of his of his advantage basically in the, in the senate and everything else that's happening and like all those things are going to translate into losses the Democrats come the midterms and wherever else, and that's non good, right? And people kept raising their hands saying, um, a lot of these moves that the Republicans are making over the last 15 years are aiming towards repealing abortion, and they're like, no, not really, that's gonna happen. And then, you know, kind of all but appealed uh, for abortion rights for a lot of women, you know, whatever. So, I, I agree with you, Jude. Well. Cancel student debt. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Yeah. I, yeah, and I, my biggest struggle though is like the ends justify the means sort of thing. Like, is it worth put like lowering our standards to to not be not do things the right way and whatever whatever it takes just to do what we think is the right thing. Like that's one of the things I hate or or not in the right thing in the republican sense or in the trump sense but like do whatever it takes screw you i'm gonna do whatever i want because this is what i want it to be uh and disregarding decorum or not that decorum is is a big deal but like any sense of civility or respectfulness or whatever just to achieve whatever you want to achieve and that to me was the worst part of trump that was the work apart from what he did like the and in my opinion like the government can make decisions i don't agree with as long as they do it the right way and as long as they're following the will of the people you know what i mean but yeah the, I, but if we start if the democrats then start saying well fuck it we're just gonna you know they're gonna be this extreme this way we're just gonna swing it the back the other way and it just swings back and forth depending on who's 
empower. I don't know. I was hoping, I guess, that people would see civility come back and be like, oh, yeah, this is what we missed. But it's really not. Hadn't been the case. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I would say that I don't know that. Um, like that, that. I don't know that what they're doing is just being decorous, right? Having decorum. And uh, like meaning like the Democrats. And I think I think a lot of what say Donald Trump did specifically, and like maybe I don't know some of the tactics of Mitch McConnell, whatever, uh, were um, like underhanded only. But I, the Donald Trump things I think highlighted how much of our government was just kind of held up by, I guess, gentlemen's agreements kind of deal. Right. You know what I mean? Like we expect you to just kind of behave, and so some of those things needed to be tightened up anyway. Um, you know, there's a guy from the ethics office that kind of talks about this all the time. He's been tweeting about it, uh, where there's a lot of stuff that he had problems with, uh, like the, uh, what's his face, the Obama administration. Anyway, long story short, I think that playing politics to win and not just to keep power, I think some of that is, is kind of what it really, really is, right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of the critics from the left side of the spectrum are like, these people just want to get in and get our vote, but they really like align more along class and not really, they don't really care about our right. issues, right? Like, you know, like Biden's like, yeah, I don't know about this individual mandate. I don't really care about some of these other things, but I'll I say that, that yeah. just so I can get, get in office. Right. Now, I do think that that's shown very clearly in Biden in the student debt issue is that you know, he was like, yeah, we're going to do this. And now he's like, ah, and he's just hiding behind decorum or the gentleman's agreement or whatever. And like, I can't really do that. It's not really my place, you know? Yeah. And if he really believed in it, he could, whether he actually has the actual authority to do it, he could make it top priority and push his agenda and use his speaking platform to make change happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think I mentioned this last time, uh, but, I think some of the most recent conversation I was read that I read was talking about the what do they call it popularism the the idea that Obama didn't win with the coalition of young people getting out the vote that kind of thing but he appealed to a lot of people that ultimately Donald Trump won that uh, uh, Hillary Clinton didn't appeal to right mm -hmm. and that the Democrats broadly made a mistake saying oh we don't need these people because we have all these young people here right these people that historically never really vote at that level and so then they're like oh they imagine how much more they're going to come out now and vote and that didn't happen plus they didn't court those people that actually really were truly the like sort of like the swing voters uh, mm -hmm. not to use the the term that everybody used but uh people that they ended up going away and a lot of people have said this before. A lot of it is because they're talking about like real issues. Now, were they racists? Maybe you know whatever. The, there's there's separate conversation to have about a lot of that stuff. But I think that whole like economic anxiety argument, whatever. Just there's a lot of people that felt like I'm voting for this, and what am I getting out of this? Not a whole lot. And mm -hmm. so then I'm gonna vote for this because it makes me feel good, even though I'm not necessarily gonna get a whole lot, right? You know, there's an argument right. there, right? Like, you know, it makes me feel good to say racist things, so I will say them. And this guy's just going to tumble it all over. Sure, why not? I can see that happening. 
I don't know. I can, you know, some of just me generically speaking. Uh, and I'm sort of paraphrasing a handful of writers, but there's that le- line of thinking that that's why you go deliver, right? What do people want, right? What are they, what are, what's popular? Let's give them that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people want more healthcare. Let's give them more healthcare. Some of these changes that are happening right now, they're like, they want to, uh, what is it, cap, cap, um, healthcare at 7% of income or something like that. Uh, not healthcare, child care. That's good. A lot of people have kids, right? A good majority of people have kids. And so they're like, you know what? That was cool. I like that. Let's keep it going. What else you got? And then so they can say, look, this is, these are all the things we gave you. Vote for us, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There you go. Say tax dealt to oblivion. Have that eliminate, eliminate our student debt. What do you say, Jada? That sounds good to me. Yeah. Two I against one, we vote. vote. For it. <laughs> <laughs> so I pay off all your student debt. Yes. Sweet, I like okay. it. Okay, I, I mean, right. I'll buy whatever a you want to call it. <laughs> I'll buy a coffee. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how, how's it going? You know, you you mentioned a couple times in the last couple episodes that uh, either you or your wife is pregnant. I forget which. Yeah, I'm pretty far along here, uh, <laughs> working on my bivet in my billet. <laughs> you would think so, anyway. Um, no, Sarah is 29 weeks pregnant ah. tomorrow. Day. 29. Get yeah. to the home stretch. Oh, and she has had heartburn 95% of the time <laughs> for the last week. Oh. So uh, she's struggling struggling right now. But, uh, but yeah, things are good so, with that. So let's check in. I do recall, like, uh, early on, you're like, just, you know, give me a little heads up, team. What do you think? What should I be, you know, ready for? I think I mentioned two things. Like, one, you got to just be prepared for kind of everything. And two, you got to also be prepared that. So helpful. Like, I mean, like, mostly, like, <laughs> you're not going to be able to, to know everything. You're not going to be fully prepared. You have to be ready to react to something you're un- unprepared yeah. for. Um, and then two is that, like, you're probably going to get a little bit more emotional. I know yeah. that happened with me. So, yeah, yeah I cry <laughs> at the, for no reason a lot. <laughs> like just having any conversation about things I don't even care about that much. It just like comes out. Uh, I get choked up, and I'm like, "What the, f- what the <laughs> is wrong with me, man?" Like, uh, and I do think back. I'm like, Adam warned me about this. I told it's, you, man. It's coming true. So, I never doubted you. Oh, what about uh, what about your wife? Any change in her emotional state? Um, I I do th- I think that she is uh more aggressive <laughs> in some ways told you, than man. she has been, and I think that I have been too a little bit. Like I yeah. I have a less tolerance for BS yeah. these days, and like I'm a lot ready to just be like. No STFU. Uh, this is the way it is. Like I'm not. I'm not inter- entertaining your thoughts. Like you know what I mean. I don't have yeah. time for you. Uh, and uh, def- I defensive, but not of like, not yeah. defensive of myself. But I guess protective. I guess yeah. is the word. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it all makes sense. Yeah, that was something. Good I, times. It was a big shock. No, there was nobody to warn me about it. I guess I just kind of felt. I was like, what are these feelings, man? I just feel like. You know, like one, either uh, just more emotional about some stuff, but then also, like you said, protective. But like, you can see how that could easily turn to like scared, 
Like, I got to buy yeah. a gun. I got to buy a fence. I got to hire a private army. You know, just like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? Right. Uh, there's yeah. vulnerable people. It's where to channel that. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I think those are useful feelings because you're like, you know what? Maybe I should baby proof the house a little bit, get the little the outlet covers, you know? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. <laughs> oh, I've had those thoughts already. I was like, oh, we got to, we got to like get outlet things for every outlet in the house. And then I'm like, the baby is not going to be doing anything <laughs> for like With a year, anything. you yeah. know? Yeah, you don't need it. Like, I don't have to work, but I, I do get those, like, and I'm like, get anxious about yeah. it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stupid. You feel like you need to do something. It's biological. Yeah. Yeah. It makes my, sense. Your systems work. My sister <laughs> threw us a baby shower last weekend, and that was that was nice. Got to see lots of people. I had no idea. It was the. It's probably the first thing that I've been involved with, like in a direct way. Like it's it's about me or whatever, or kind of about me sort of thing that I should be directly involved with. That I really had no idea, uh, because Sarah just planned it all with Lauren and and hmm. my sister in law Faith and. Uh, she, what they gave Lauren, you a baby shower? Lauren said. Well, Lauren <laughs> said uh, that. She was talking to the sit shoot at Sarah stuff, and so would be like, "Oh, I need to check with Dill." And then she'd be like, "Dill doesn't care. We we'll do this." And so, like, I didn't know. I assumed, and this is like, I guess the last holdover for me of like old school way of doing things that baby showers were for women, and maybe the husband might be there, but he's kind of just like there, like observing, and it's really just like. <laughs> ladies getting together you know mm-hmm. and they they invited like a bunch of my friends and like it was it was really cool it was really a neat thing and uh yeah it was so i got emotional there but uh a couple <laughs> times but it was, nice. it was neat it was really nice it was a really fun experience yeah, for your i mean somebody they wanted to throw gina baby shower shower yeah. when she did it way yeah, back i then. was never interested in having one yeah yeah but uh my mom and sister like flew in from out of town for our first kid to help put on a baby shower and it was a ladies event kind of thing yeah i mean like i said a lot of it was just because it was like moms they wanted to do it and they had a more like clear idea of what they wanted to be so but what i did is i got either like all the dudes that were like associated with those ladies or some of my friends, Their I was like, counterparts. let's go at the same time because we know where your you know, girlfriend or wife is going to be. Uh, we'll go grab a beer, and then y'all can tell me. You can give me all the baby advice, and I'll, you know, I'll just buy you some beer. Um, right. And, you know, I can tell you then not to give me any more baby advice after. I'm not going to listen anymore. It's just This is your chance. <laughs> you can just dump it all on me right now. Uh, and that that's kind of how it went. So it was a good time that way. They're all yeah. like, I don't know what to tell you, man. This is scary. It sounds crazy. I don't know. I wouldn't do it. And then a couple <laughs> of the kids are like, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just, I guess, give them stuff. Or, you know, whatever. There was all their advice and their advice about right. what they thought kids were. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, essentially the same thing. So what uh, what moments choked you up, if you don't mind uh, Well. Like, hey, Del, are you excited about your baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so I was, I didn't have a lot i didn't yeah have a lot of oh his voice is like right now baby type conversations because i i was coming off of like it's been two weeks i know i'm saying like a lot but uh it's been two weeks of like really busy do you you need this tissue right now 
tiring <laughs> stuff. Like I've been really worn out just like yeah. physically. And right before I went to the coffee conference, like two days before I kind of like had a meltdown to Sarah about like some, some baby gift, some baby stuff arrived <laughs> that she had like put on our, ba our baby registry and stuff. And, and we had started out doing this baby registry and discussing everything together. And like all this stuff started coming that I'd not ever seen or we'd even talked about. <laughs> and it just kind of like, I like was like, I don't even feel like I'm part of, you know, part of this and blah, blah, blah. And like this stuff, I've never even seen this stuff and it's here. And like, <laughs> while I was like, ranting i was like what is going on what is wrong with me and uh so the next day i was just like you know i i feel so overwhelmed like mentally emotionally physically like i don't think i've ever felt this this overwhelmed in my life and then i went to the conference and the next week was insane too so i was like saturday i was running on like serious fumes at the, at the baby shower so i wasn't super interactive with people I sat down and talked to some friends and we talked about my dog and I got emotional about that. Uh, dog passed away. We can talk about that. But uh, a friend of mine whose, whose father, whose mother had passed away last year and whose father just passed away about a month ago, really close friend of mine um, from, from back in college and all the way through grad school uh, who I had felt like I had, I had acknowledged the passing of his parents, but I had not, really felt like I gave it the due that it deserved, you know, and then he was yeah. there. Now I'm about to start crying again. Sorry. Uh, he was there and it just kind of like, you know, I just felt like I felt the weight of that, I guess that I had not really done the, done the right thing and, and reached out to him in the right way. And so I kind of expressed that to him and, and, and broke down a little bit, but just those sorts of things, you know, yeah. and maybe I think even like feeling more, like those sorts of emotional things like weighing heavier on me, you know, and like lingering rather than just being kind of a fleeting sort of thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, cause I, I don't think that I, it's, it's not like it didn't feel them. It just, it never made me cry. You know what I mean? Right. Like stuff like right. That. So, yeah. I wonder if part of it is not to diminish any of those things, but the fatigue is definitely like a big factor. Yeah, and I think right. the closer you get to becoming a parent, not that people who without kids are not tired, but yeah. there's just all these things that go on yeah. as part of the process. And especially once the kids come to that, you're just maxed out emotionally, like all the time. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, I think like, uh, I was trying to think back throughout like, my life when I kind of just been like, <laughs> I can't play it. Just kind of whatever. Yeah. It's usually like I've been up for a long time, and I think sometimes people do it when they've been drinking a lot. But then you think about when people have been drinking a lot, they're usually up a lot, and then there's a lot right. of emotion just coming coming in at the same time. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, totally think it's I, something to do with that. I think you're definitely right, nail on the head there with the just and the anticipation, you know, like the holidays, I think, wear people out because there's so much anticipation built up towards it, and then this big thing, and there's this come down afterwards. And uh, having a baby is like preparing for the holidays for nine <laughs> months straight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it just and it just keeps ramping up and ramping up, whether you you want it to or not. And uh, yeah, so you know, I've always been really pretty good about 
managing my energy and knowing that, okay, I have this to do, this to do for this amount of time or these days, and then I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I know I have a time where I can, like, play a video game for, for two days straight or something. You know, like, really, like, recharge, mm-hmm. have that downtime. And uh, and the baby is kind of just this constant thing, but then it's also been busy, and then... um so I was thinking, so my plan, my thinking was I, I go to this coffee conference and then I get back Sunday, got Monday off. I can kind of chill, uh, recharge for the next week, but I got sick right before the coffee conference. Then I came back on Sunday, uh, or Saturday, Sarah texted me a picture of Buster and, uh, said that he hadn't been eaten for or hadn't had not eaten or drink anything since that morning. So just to know, no. Buster's your your dog. My dog, yeah. Yes. And uh, and sent me a picture of him. And when she's when I saw the picture of him, I was like, this is not like he was already looking real like saggy, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh man, okay. So I so I got home. Um, we had planned to play board games with my brother and. Sarah's like, I don't know if if we should do that. And I was like, well, bring Buster. And she's like, I don't know. And so I was, I realized that it was more more serious. And we got home, and and as soon as I saw him, um, he looked he looked like a skeleton. And he he walked as soon as I got home, uh, just white walked right up to me and put his nose on my leg and I was like, uh, yeah. And then at that point he kind of just lost lucidity. Like it didn't seem like he was aware of anything around him. You know, we're trying to like force water down his throat, put peanut butter in his mouth and he was just not interested, like zero interest. And I was like, (sighs) okay, we got to take him to the vet, you know? So, uh, we called in the vet that there's nowhere in Laurel that so, that there's no emergency vet in Laurel, so we had to take him to Hattiesburg, and uh, she they you know they they came in they looked at him and they asked a couple of questions and we told them about the heart murmur that he'd had and they're like well how bad is a heart murmur was a heart murmur and they're like I, you know I don't really know and she's like well I don't hear one and that's that's usually a sign like you it usually goes away right before. Yeah. You know, mm. when they're in congestive heart failure or whatever, which is what was happening. And uh, she's like, you can, you know, we can try to do things to take measures, uh, but I don't think that it's going to. Yeah. Like I said, and I think that's the worst part yeah. about that whole process is that they start telling you. I mean, you start throwing thousands of dollars. Do. At, at right. It's not going to do like, anything. I mean, what you, yeah. You're putting me in a bind here. I don't think, I mean. Right. And that was the best thing was that she was the way she said it it was obvious what she thought in the way yeah. that she said it you know and as soon as i said let's put him to sleep she was like yeah he's not he wouldn't make it anyway you know yeah. like basically like you made the right decision it made it made me feel a lot better but yeah uh, so you know they were very kind and and as i was holding him uh, in the vet, like I could hear his breathing start to get real labored and stuff. I was like, he's got fluid in his lungs. Like this is not, you know, so I was appreciative of him waiting until I got home, uh, to, to finish this out, I guess. Uh, but, uh, it was not 
what I expected to come home to that day, you know, so, uh, kind of set off a really hard week last week, but, um, but yeah, then there was a rainbow the entire way home. Uh, it had been storming in the whole way home from Hattiesburg to Laurel. There was like an entire rainbow. You could see both ends just like right in front of us the whole way home. That was, that was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah. So, so yes, emotionally worn out, like has made me, uh, be more emotional, I think, <laughs> for the last week or so. Yeah, uh, sucks, man. Fi- yeah. yeah, thank you. Sorry. Finally got some, uh, got 10 hours of sleep last night the night before, so I feel feel a lot better these and days. How today. old was Buster? He was 16. So he had had a really good, long, full yeah. life. He had not really been himself for the last few years, and mm-hmm. um, I knew it was coming, I just wasn't expecting it to happen right, you know, yeah, you know, then. to be it happened in an emergency situation like that where. Yeah, yeah that, that's always the kind of thing was like, I mean, you know, we talked about this, our our dog passed also. Um, I mean, you're kind of waiting for it, but then also you don't want to see it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, right. you're like you know, it's going to happen. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There's like And then every time. day they kind of seem fine that you're like. Maybe they can. Why am I thinking about it? It's yeah, not. Yeah. It's not happening. Well, when he had gotten on the heart murmur medicine, he got he started to improve. Like he had energy yeah. again. He seemed more of his own self. And so for a month, uh, which you know, in a lot of ways, I'm really helpful for. And I know that's pretty common too. Like the people and animals, I think, have that burst of energy right before the last yeah. last hurrah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad Sarah got to see a little bit of that because she had never seen him, you know, in his <laughs> that prime. Way. Yeah. yeah. And the best part of the whole thing was having friends who had, like, taken pictures and had videos of Buster as a much younger dog that I hadn't yeah. seen in in 10 yeah. years, you know. Yeah. Uh, send them and and be like, oh, yeah, like, how how different he was at the end, you know, yeah. and – and all that. So yeah, I didn't. Th- I didn't think about it. We got a. We got some Buster pictures. I can send some yeah. Buster pictures. I remember yeah. a story about Buster. I think you had taken him out somewhere on the square in Denton and had his leash tied up to the table, and then he took off running for some reason. Yeah. And like table going behind him. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Were you there? I, I wasn't. Sweet. Yeah. I think you told I, me. About I was. Him. Yeah. I forgot. I was like. Who was that? That, that was was that, that a sweetwater? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing that happening. <laughs> I, I either yeah I did I, I either knew you or I didn't know you. And you just saw the dog no, running. No, I know I was doing a podcast. That's what it was. I was recording like the Me Green Nation podcast, mm-hmm. and then Dell was there. Like we were talking about the game, and then I could see it, and I saw it happen. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Because Del, uh, Del was gonna meet me like after the podcast. We we're gonna have like a beer or something. Yeah. Know? And so then Dell showed up a little early, and then he was just hanging outside with with Buster and you know getting a coffee or something like that. And then I saw <laughs> like, is that the table? <laughs> is Del chasing the table? <laughs> yeah. I I yeah, sweet like it was yeah, it was a it was not sweet. I think it was uh, a banter, banter or something. Like that. Uh, banter. Maybe. One of the coffee places. Yeah. The point is, like, you know, it like all banter, of, I think. Yeah, it's like a long view. You can see all the way to the front from way in the back. And so then I was in the back ta- having the podcast, and I, you know, I could look out. I'm like, what's what is happening over there? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh man, <laughs> memories. Yeah. 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 Speaking of 
passage of time, we we also, the three of us, celebrated our own anniversary Whoa. this past yeah. week. Uh, we've known each other for 12 years already. Dang. That's really wild. 12 years. <sighs> Where does the time go? Every year you send a picture and an acknowledgement of that. I'm like, I hadn't figured out how to shake these people yet. <laughs> Dang They'll know where you live, man. Where? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where my phone is. I sent a picture. Where That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, you know. So I don't know. I mean, I guess we, it sucks. We've already told you. I don't, want, I don't think we want to dwell on it and just get bad feelings. Not that it's not bad to think about. It's good times with Buster. Yeah. And uh, it's and our dog had, Steve. Had you had a pet through Charlie. his entire life or her entire life before Buster? Um, not one that I would consider like my Your, dog. Yeah. You know, like we yeah. had a dog when I was really young, a cocker spaniel named Lucky, and uh, I, he was my dog. But I was too young to re- like. He died when I was like eight or nine. You know, mm-hmm. and so yeah. I. My parents took care of him. He was yeah. the family dog. Yeah. And then we had a cocker, a cockapoo named Lucky, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was kind of all our dogs. But my brother kind of took the initiative with him, and then I went off to college, and so he for for went lived for like six or seven years after that. So I really lost kind of like a sense of ownership or companionship with him. You know, like yeah. you get with when it's your dog that's with you <laughs> and you yeah. are responsible there and they're responsible for you, you know, for the whole time. So, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, like our dogs and I guess Buster was like our, our dog, you know, our first dog that we had, you know, we had a family right. dog and you know, it's, it's just kind of different. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird thing to go through seeing them through their whole life. And yeah, once they're gone, it's just like this whole chapter that you're closing yeah of like everything that happened during that time yeah now you're moving on to something new it's bittersweet yeah we got a picture of them they're up there on our i don't know is that a mantle what is that entertainment and our entertainment center (laughs) 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 they're there and we got pumpkins you know we got pumpkins halloween season right for everybody right everybody in the household we got two ghost pumpkins there's like white ones for dogs yeah, that have passed. Oh, that's pen. cool. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, I I feel you know I've in we always try and make connections and build a bigger narrative around I think the influence of people in our lives and the stories or whatever. And uh, Buster to me, uh, you know, I got him in Hattiesburg, and you brought him all the way back home. He's a Mississippi pretty, dog yeah, this whole time. Mm-hmm. Pretty much from the <laughs> moment I got him, my life took a trajectory of of volatility, of nomadic sort of like wandering yeah. and adventure and whatever. And there is something poetic about the fact that uh, we've come back home, so to speak. Uh, I've gotten married, bought a house, having a kid putting down roots a lot of stability and buster's like all right you're good done my job you know yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's, you brought a little mississippi with you everywhere you went and yeah. now you got man yeah it kind of makes yeah. sense too also none of that makes sense but yes yeah well <laughs> yeah but we can make a beautiful story out of it yeah, right? yeah. yeah. i mean you're right there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot to that right i, I mean uh, 
it's definitely a thing as you get older maybe your dreams change whatever you want to be and I, I mentioned this before like you know when i was a kid yeah i was like trying to learn the guitar or something like that and I think I was like, so I could be a rock star, right? It's kind of what you do when you're a kid, right? And I'm going to play basketball, so I can play in the NBA, right? Those are your, you know. And as those kind of die, you know, various people, you know, I don't want to speak for everybody. You're like, well, I guess since I'm not going to do that, I can put this away. Or, you know, maybe you don't take it as seriously or whatever. You don't appreciate it as much or whatever. And, you know, it's a little bit of cliche to come back to some of these things. You know, like, you know, I kind of like this. I, you, you got so much enjoyment out of this when I was a kid. Um, and I know that's kind of the case for me, like playing guitar now. I'm not gonna be a rock star. I have no plans to be <coughs> a singer songwriter <coughs> or anything like that. I just kind of just do it for me, and I get so much enjoyment out of it for me, right? And yeah, I think it's the same way. Like relationships, you know. That's why I like I think people talk of like networking or some BS like that, like transactional kind of relationships. Like let me get to know this person, so I don't know, I can climb the ladder and become. CEO one day like that and that kind of weird yes it's very weird like maybe just get to know somebody make some friends have some companionship like you're saying uh just for its own sake you know yeah. and instead of trying to build get something out of it like you know are my friends really nourishing me as a like, I mean I don't know maybe they're just somebody mm -hmm. to talk to maybe that's all you need mm -hmm. they don't need to be anything more than that they don't need to be fulfilling relationships it could be just oh, somebody. Don't get me started on that. You just shit shit <laughs> with. It's a big you know? question. <laughs> <laughs> what is fulfilling? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Uh, so th th I think I, I you know, What's your uh, point. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. To <laughs> I've tried to. Uh, that's why I keep Gina around. You know, like, yeah. am I be? Am I fulfilled <laughs> in our marriage? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> oh Lord. But it doesn't have to be, right? Yeah, I mean, you take what you can get. She makes a mean <laughs> cup of joe. Yep. <laughs> But no, I, I think there's some of that there is that like I've tried to be consciously uh, I was like, OK, what with that whatever level of friendship I have with whoever it is, you know, instead of being like, you know, I don't know, putting more pressure on it. It's like, you know, what? this is this person I talked to about the weather. This person talked about work. These people talked about soccer every so often. And that's it. And I don't put Without it needing pressure. it to be something yeah, more Yeah, because it that. doesn't need to be. And, you know, like I said, it's mostly how it was before, but I also, I, I think now I appreciate those relationships for just that. I'm like, you know mm -hmm. what? This guy, I want to talk soccer about it, or soccer with him. I don't know anything about, about him. I don't put any pressure it's on it. It's just a sign that. that you're old. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the cool thing about being old. <laughs> Can't wait to you've see seen, how great seen the path of Werther's those kinds taste. of relationships <laughs> enough times to know. Yeah. This is probably all it's going to be. And hey, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you're dumb. trying to look young again by shaving <laughs> your beard off. Yeah, you See, can't hear it, listener. Maybe you can. Maybe you I can hear gonna, his voice better. <laughs> I was going to say this to Dell that you could do this and you look forward to this as a dad. But you, I don't, I don't think you've got your first whiskers yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I did. I did as a lark, spur of the moment. I was like, you know what? Cause I was going to trim it. I was like, you know what? Well, I shaved this bitch off, and then I did so. And How then do you I feel about that? As it, you know, I looked weird in the mirror, as I expected. <laughs> uh, it reminded me why I don't like to do it because I look weird. Gina <laughs> <laughs> made fun of me. She My said I look like face. she looked like a potato. Uh, <laughs> a potato. <laughs> I never said that. I, I maybe I thought that I was like, it looks like a potato. 
Um, that was you, not me. Yeah. So, it, so anyway, I put a, a towel around my face, went into the kids' room, and they, I, we had just put them down for you know bedtime, and everybody goes to sleep. So I knew they were still awake, and I just kind of shaved it. So I went in there. I was like, "You guys want to see something crazy?" They're like, "Yeah." yeah. They turned the light, and then they were there, and they removed my the towel off my face. And the eldest kid started crying, <laughs> and then the, the youngest kid kind of made like a shocked face, like. <laughs> That's awesome. It was great. It was the perfect dad thing to do, yeah. and you know, like mom told story. Everybody has a story about when their dad shaves their face and then freaked them out. <laughs> My mom oh, said man. that was. I don't have like, a dad. <laughs> well, he was doing it. You know, he shaved his face. It would have been weird if you saw him. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but so like my my grandfather did it, it scared my mom this way. She he did it. And he was like, "Hey, little girl, where's your dad?" And she's like, "Oh, uh, he's inside. Let me go get him." Or she got him. She did not know that that was her dad. She's like, "Dad, oh, wow. there's a man here. See you." <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I mean, it is pretty transformative. Yeah, yeah. you can really change your appearance by taking all the hair off your face. Yeah. Did she think you're like? Dying or like, uh, <laughs> why she just cry? didn't like it. I, she well, just didn't I like think it. so. Our eldest kid, I think, had just her reaction to this. She's overwhelming. Yeah, anyway, she just yeah, like. I think it was a lot. She didn't like in. it, and so she did. She didn't. She felt uncomfortable by it, and so she just cried. <laughs> the other one just kind of like. Why do you look like mommy? <laughs> <laughs> so the other one, the littlest, she was like shocked, and I asked her if she wanted to touch it. If it was right, she was like. Uh, and I was like, it's going to grow back. The beards grow back. She said, what happened to your beard? What happened to it? She said, what did you do with it? Where did you put it? <laughs> and then she was like, I was like, it's going to grow back. And she's like, and then we'll have daddy back. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, okay. Yeah. I have two that. mommies now. <laughs> <laughs> and so, that, you know, then, you know, like the next day I was like, what do y'all think of that? And then, you know, all this one is like, yeah, you know, I guess I could get used to it. <laughs> and the other one, she just gave me a thumbs up. Got <laughs> <choice>. <laughs> so I mean, it's fine. It's uh, as I figured. Now we're um, what's today? Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so we're seven. We're nine days in, and I, you know, I got like the stubble. I feel a lot back. more normal. Well, it's not even yeah. like your face nice and warm you know, again. It's, this is a terrible thing, but it's it's like a five it's o'clock present. shadow down. It's yeah. present. Yeah. Yeah. Got a little George Michael thing. Did your did your face feel cold? I mean, I've never had a beard. No, yes. It like. felt cool. I joked like we were we ran outside for soccer, right? You know, the Monday and I was running through and I felt I was like, Why is my chin cold? <laughs> like yeah, it was a funny feeling to have your chin cold. I was like, you know, like usually you can feel the wind on your face, your eyebrow. I was like, My chin. You guys have this? And then like, oh, Everybody feels this way, huh? Yeah. You finally know. knew what it was like to properly wear a mask. Yeah, I was like, it's weird. I could feel Sealed it Sealed all the way around. Yeah. Then I became an anti-masker <laughs> that day. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, this is stupid. How did y'all do this? <laughs> yeah, so I, I did the, the beard shaved. Uh, classic dad move. I'll save it again for when the, the you know the youngest kid here, when you can, can register that. Shocked well, again? He, he was shocked by it. Because normally in the morning, he's like in the crib or, or there in the bed, and then he kind of wakes up in the morning. I'm like, hey, guy, what's up? And he'd like smile at me or whatever. And so I did it, you know, with my freshly shaven face, and he kind of just was like looking at me like, uh, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> like something's so weird I, I was here. like, Look, even, even he recognizes it. So there you go. It's a thing. 
<laughs> do it if you got Good a bearded time. face, shave it off, scare your kids, freak everybody out. Uh, and yeah, there you go. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> fun, yeah. fun. In my uh, menopausal years, I'll yeah. try that out. <laughs> Mom, shave your beard. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of change and stress, so last week I went back to work. Finally, oh, yeah. after f- five lovely months without it, how are you, how are you adjusting? Uh, not not badly, I would say. It's been weird having to think about work again. All the, I mean, we we work from home, but knowing when I woke wake up in the morning, you know, I've got to get to that and not pass the day the way I had been, and um, it's kind of weird feeling like you're failing at two things now like (laughs) not really doing either one of these very well so that's kind of stupid but um you know just take it one day at a time they can do so i mean you know i i went back to work was it two months before you did um yeah three months yeah and sorry i had a burp um I experienced very similar to you. Like that first couple of weeks, I was like, I don't know if I know how to work anymore. You know? mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if this is what I want to do. I don't think this is for me. Like, one, <laughs> you kind of lose your stamina for sitting down and being on Zoom calls all day. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't realize that I got good at it or right. built up a tolerance to it. But after the first day for me, I was like, this sucks. Like you guys are just still talking. Like I wanted to wrap this up, and it was like the meeting just started. You know, yeah. like all right, well, Bernie, let's welcome to our first meeting of the day. I was like, uh, I want to go to sleep. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> like, oof. Yeah. It'd be awesome if you were just like throwing yourself <laughs> in the ceiling. Like. Oh, yeah. But uh, uh, two things about that is like one, it you're you're trying to jump into their stream, and then two, they don't give. They don't care about you. They're in their mode. They they most I think at least my coworkers were most expecting me to kind of be you know like all right he's gonna slowly ramp Get up back again. To it. But then also like you know they're just like all right well, hey welcome back um so that we got these things going on this blah 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 like you know for them it's just another day here's another person you know like and so um nobody cares <laughs> I guess yeah. is what the thing is right so. I was trying to pass that advice on to you. Did that help you at all? Yeah, I mean, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody <laughs> cares, and it, I think I also have on my side right now this this climate we're in that everybody's trying to be extra understanding mm-hmm. of people's individual situations yeah. and <laughs> let you know that there's no pressure on you and that they really understand that you two are human. So. <laughs> um, try to take advantage of that and I'm like I am I didn't look at that email I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I'm not caught up I don't want to <laughs> um but yeah it's just it's weird not bad but it's an adjustment yeah I mean you know I, I think that everybody you know like we're saying uh talking about three people and then you know your wife is is pregnant that it it is things change i think there was a an, an understanding at least for like my grandparents generation and maybe a little bit my dad's generation that um uh, it's just a thing that happens and you just gotta shake it off and get back to work and i never thought that that made a whole lot of sense i was like that seems kind of weird 
and I think the culture broad more broadly has kind of been like, yeah, it was always kind of stupid to try to power through this stuff. I remember, you know, watching like you know baseball, whatever. They're like, yeah, the pitcher's gonna miss a couple day games because you know his kids being bored, and they're like, what? Kids bored all the time. Get out there, pitch for the you know. And I thought that was stupid. But, you know, there were people really debating this, I guess. I don't know. They really thought, no, miss the birth of your kid because you got to go pitch in a baseball game. Uh, I always thought that was dumb. So, yeah, I think we're just kind of realizing, like, how much, like, with the rest of the world, like, Europe is like, yeah, take a month off. Yeah. You know, what are you doing being here? Why are you even here? You having a kid? And we're like, I guess I can take the afternoon off. Is that okay with everybody (laughs) to go? I can yeah. just swing by the hospital. I'll look at my kid, and I'll, I'll be back right here. <laughs> I'll log in from there. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll log in right. from the from the NICU. Well, um, yeah, yeah. I think that one posi- possible positive that's come out of the whole pandemic and, and shutdown and stuff is that the lie that if we don't keep this train going, it's gonna go off the rails and yeah. never, and we're never gonna recover it has been mm-hmm. exposed, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> in that like things run pretty well, even at 70% or 50% <laughs> capacity, you know, and we can make things work. Uh, yeah. I think it's been good in that yeah. way. A lot. I mean, it's always been like that, right? Like the, the, the mark, the grind is to make the marginal dollar for the rich guy. That's right. a lot of what it's always been. It's never really for me. And you like, you were saying, um, you know, you work an extra hour, you know, it takes more than you, the, whatever they give you, the minimum wage through your minimum pay, their hourly rate times time and a half, whatever, if you get any of that is, you know, it's not adequate compensation. Uh, there's a certain point when it takes a toll on you and your family and everybody else around you cause the stress or whatever, the, whatever it could be. And you can't get any of that time back. Right. Then you're just like, you know what? What did I even spend that money on? Was it worth it? Was it worth trading that in? I don't know. Yeah. So I I think, yeah, like you're right. There's a lot of people got a little bit more taste of a different version of life. And they're like, you know, I like this life better than what was being offered to me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to grab my way at I don't know, Bed Bath Beyond or something. I don't know. Right. There's a lot of places that are hiring. A lot of people are quitting. And... And now the next Makes sense to me. obstacle everyone's got to get over is the vaccination requirements that are being implemented oh by my. companies uh, mm. such as the one I work for. And then there's people who live in states like the one we live in where <laughs> governors think <laughs> you can't make that a requirement. And I'm just like, oh, it's another thing. It's two years of just nonstop like it's a year and a half, but it feels like Last two year. already. Mm. Yeah, and just stressful, like major yeah. stressful events that we have to keep going through. Yeah. Did I tell y'all? Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're you're good. Go ahead. Um, so I've been in this thing where I had to take, um, I don't remember what the name of the test is, but it's basically you, you like mark down like it's got a list of of stresses positive and negative stresses and you mark a check by every one that you experienced in the last year basically and it's like 
getting married, buying a house, having a kid, you know, big job change, major illness or like, you know, mm-hmm. like big global situations like check, 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 check. And uh, at the end, oh. you tally it up and it, it, it assigns a point value to each thing that you do and that you mark and uh, you add your points together and it, it gives you an indication of like the likelihood that you're going to experience some sort of like mental event, like mental break, not full breakdown, but like some sort of like event, you know, like have mm. some sort of like mental thing. And uh, so I added my score up and they were like, yeah, so if you scored like a 200 or a higher, you have an 80% chance of having some sort of like thing, you know, in, you know, in the next six months or the next year or something like that. And my score was 450. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, every single person in America is, would have to be over the 200 mark just because of the pandemic and, and yeah. all the turmoil that caught that, that, that brought about. But it's just like, it made me feel better, honestly, because I was like, okay. No wonder. That's why I feel like this light, this year has been so nonstop, just like a pummeling, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's because it has been, <laughs> yeah. you know. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I, there's there's a lot of that talk, right? Like everything's okay. It's okay to not be okay. All that that kind of talk and all, all that stuff. I think y- you hear that, and sometimes you know we've talked about this on a version of the show before. You feel the pressure to be not okay in the appropriate way, right? Uh, and then I don't know, like I, I think a lot of those things, like it's gonna hit you. Whatever your tolerance was, maybe you had a higher level of tolerance, and so other people were like breaking down. And then, you know, you said last week or whatever, and they're like, I'm just, this is my coping mechanism. I'm just going to sit and watch TV. And for you, you're like, I'm not there yet. And then you just hit it later, right? Mm -hmm. And then, so then you're ready to sit. And they're like, well, that was last year or last month. We're done with that. We're ready to get back in the grind. You're like, ah, I'm just hitting that other thing right now. So I I think there's a little bit of that. It's it's not always synced up with, like, the people around you, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's different for different people. And, um, yeah, I know, like, you know, we j- we had a kid, and it was it was his own stressor. And, you know, we're thinking about jobs and, and moves and, and these big things. But then uh, we are fortunate that so far we haven't had a loss. We didn't lost anybody to the pandemic or something like that. But, you know. I think that that overriding fear that's there, it's right around the corner. That's a stressor all the time. I mean, as like the Delta variant was hitting people near and dear to us, you know, like I guess one level removed from everybody. You know, we got a little bit of the taste of what it was like March 2020, March, April, May, June, around then. When I remember like, like, you know, thinking about it, I was like, you know, there's a very real possibility that I could die, you know. And that'll be it. Like, what does that mean? Do I, do we ha- are we ready for one of us to die? You know, is my right. family ready for me to be gone? Uh, you know, have I, I don't know, left anything unfinished, unsaid for them or something like that? You know, I don't know. And, uh, you know, all that's pretty stressful. It makes sense to be a little burnt out thinking about all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not ending. <laughs> So you just got to take breaks. Which is also why I'm a little sympathetic to some people that are acting a little bit crazy. That are like, (laughs) like, I don't care. I'm just going to go and just do that. Because I'm like, 
I don't know if it's them making a rational Define decision. Define crazy, because we've seen a lot of crazy. Yeah, I, mean, I don't that's know which saying. ones you're empathizing <laughs> yeah. with. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that like, it's more, because I, I, I think a lot of the people's actions in the face of the pandemic are, have been ridiculous. However, I'm also willing to just sort of give them at least one strike there to be like, you know what? Maybe they just, you know, they, they stress got to them and they're just like, you know what? I can't take it anymore. And so right. then they're just like, aggressively attacking it like it's more a facade like i'm not gonna be afraid i'm not afraid of the virus when really they're yeah. actually afraid yeah no, I, that, that. there's definitely some of that for sure yeah oh. but i guess i think more of those in the individual like when i'm just talking to a person i'll give them that better sound but just large just broadly i'm like whatever but you're crazy <laughs> <laughs> there you go good times yeah <laughs> this is a really uh Light-hearted podcast tonight. <laughs> well, that's what you get on the show, you know. <laughs> you know, people ask, "What's the show about?" It's a conversation. It's about it's life. It's about me. It's Take about some time you. to unplug. It's about Take care of yourself and the things we do. All right, uh, this has been the Drange Ping Podcast. Subscribe. Uh, get on our email list. We'll email you about it. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, we're on Instagram. Uh, and we're Facebook. On Kind of. Facebook kind of. I want to make Dell cry because he hasn't been updated on Facebook. But yell at him. <laughs> Do you want to work here anymore? All right. uh, we are. We're done.